Hello everybody, it's Tuesday and I am just in the nick of time. We are going to be changing gears for the next, I'd say, two weeks. Uh, I was just in Cleveland at the 8th Cleveland Tango Bowling Marathon, which I run with my good friends Alberto and Michaela, and I brought my sound studio, and I ran around and I grabbed a few people. So we're going to have the Cleveland episodes, although only one of them are actually from Cleveland, whom I spoke to. They were all recorded in Cleveland at Mayhall's uh, in the side room off of the Milonga. So you're going to hear some music in the background. You'll hear people coming in and out because I was in uh, just a little side room. But what I'm going to do is start you off with our good friend Catherine Young, who came down to Cleveland from Madison, Wisconsin. She is a teacher there, uh, as well as uh, many other fascinating things that she does with her life, and we get into that a little bit. The episodes are a little shorter because I was doing 1,200 other things at the same time, so they're about half an hour, more or less. Um, I was hoping to even make them shorter, but it's really hard to get anywhere interesting in just a few moments, uh, as you'll see. So um, I just got back home. I'm pretty exhausted. Uh, I think this was the best year. I say this every year. I think this was the best year, but it really, uh, I say this every year. This was the best year. I think, I don't know, the energy in the at the marathon this year was, was beautiful. Um, and on those of you who were there, uh, I think we'll agree. I got a lot of great feedback. We already booked the dates for next year. It will be the same weekend, the fourth weekend, July 2020 in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I'm excited to go back in September when they have Horacio Godoy and Cecilia Berra there. They'll be there the week after they're in New York. So the second weekend uh, in New York, third weekend in Cleveland. And I think I'm going to release the show and get myself some rest for the for the week ahead all right so enjoy the conversation with Catherine Young it is a conversation and I'm here with, can you say your name for us? Cause I'll Ka Catherine Young. Catherine Young, who's visiting from Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm, Madison. And um, what were you saying about the, you were just talking about conversation and... Uh, yeah, I like your podcast because it's just conversations. It doesn't feel scripted. It doesn't feel like there's a, a you know, a preconceived notion about it. It just, it goes where it goes. It's, and you it's were agile. And you're you just you also said that you did voiceovers in the past. Well, not not really. I was working my way in that direction, but <laughs> didn't really ever get there. You know, Chico does a voice. Uh, she does. A, how do I say this? She does Caillou. You ever heard of Caillou? Yeah. She does Turkish Caillou. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. He's an adorable series. little character. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So welcome to Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> Catherine is a dancer in Madison. Madison, yeah. And how long have you been? Doing the, the doing this crazy dance, doing the tango thing, probably about ten years now. Uh -huh. I think. Yeah. Are you? I don't. I don't. I've, I'm. I'm totally ignorant, which is good because I like <laughs> to learn. 
Do you teach up there, or are you just a participant or I organizer? I do. I do. My uh, my teaching partner Craig Ripstadt and I teach out of a studio called Tango House of Madison that he created on the first floor of his house. Hmm. So okay. yeah. Are you guys in the city proper or outside the city? Yeah, no, we're in, we're in Madison. Yeah. Okay. How's Madison? I've never been. It's it's okay. You know, yeah. it's the state capital, so there's a lot of political stuff going on and it also has a huge university there. So it's a pretty active city. There's a there's a pretty nice cultural life, but there's also a lot of um, political you know, tension going on. Mm-hmm. You know, we just recently got rid of Scott Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, now we have a Democratic governor who's trying to, you know, get back to some of the progressive roots of, of Wisconsin. But, yeah. yeah, so it's pretty vibrant, but it's a weird little pocket of progressivism in the yeah. midst of a, a of a larger, uh, more rural well, kind of landscape. Geographically, yeah. the country looks more red, but if you look at it like individual basis, there's definitely more con- uh, contain like condensed. How do I how do I say this? The, the the progressive areas are more condensed. Yes. And then there's like one guy who lives like 50 miles away. So he's got like all that red around him, even right. though it's just one dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With the organic farm yeah, in the like, middle of like, yeah, everything. Like, yeah. Like the country on the political map is very red, but really there's like 10 people there. Yeah. <laughs> and then New York City is like 12 million people, but it takes up just this little blue speck. But it's, right, you know, 12 million right. fucking people. That should actually be Count it's for misrepresented something? quite right. a bit. Yeah. It's, it's uh, weird. Are you from Madison? Did you grow up there? I am not from Madison. I'm originally from near chicago hmm. so yeah but like all that area your whole life that part of the u.s yeah yeah i'm i'm a midwestern girl i like the midwest cold a lot yeah it's cold i like up it there. it can get cold yeah. yeah we we had the ye olde polar vortex um this past february it was pretty crazy hmm. a couple days where it was just like 30 below and nobody left their houses wow uh, well, they left them long enough to post videos of them throwing boiling water in the air and it vaporizing, and then, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that was it. But everybody was just inside. Oh, wow. I know um, Paul and Janine from Minnesota. Uh, yeah, from Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah they're up there. We went there in October once, and we landed on Friday, and it was beautiful out. And we woke up on Saturday, and everything was covered in ice and snow. <laughs> and I was like... Whoa, that's weird. And Wait, he's like, what? He's like, no, it'll be like this till May. This is what happens. <laughs> we actually got snowed in. No, We missed really? our flight by a day. Was that when you were up there with the uh, Quarteto Tanguero? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah we went but up But it was that. like the, w- the weather up there is so just, it's like on and off. It's yeah. like once yeah. it's there, it's there and you're stuck. Yeah, a friend of mine got married last weekend and had some friends over from France and they were just shocked at, at how hot and humid it was in the Midwest. They were like, we, we weren't expecting this yeah because it's <laughs> so. supposed to be it's known as being colder um how are you doing how, how's the weekend going for you it's going well i'm yeah. having a good time good. Good. it's good. it's it's always a pleasure to come to this event yeah I, I think what they're doing here in cleveland is pretty amazing yeah michael and alberto are doing and you've had them up there recently we did we have had uh, we've had them up for i think three years in a row now for for workshops and our students have told us that they really feel that they are uh, probably the best visiting teachers that we've had in town. Nice. You know, in terms of what they offer and sort of their general 
generosity of spirit and mm-hmm. sort of yeah it's good so you were we had dinner or we had a drink the other night and you were yes. like scatting with the music do you are you a musician or are you I, just like really I, I into am? singing no along? i am a musician okay. yeah no no my uh, so my i was like wow this lady's <laughs> freaking out over here Wow. Yeah. No, I, I learned to read music when I was about five. My uh-huh. father was a, a classically trained bassoonist, and I um, learned to play the piano and then played the oboe and then went to a performing arts high school um, wow. on a music scholarship and eventually studied vocal performance and sang with the Madison Opera for a while and so conducted church choirs and no taught music, designed music programs for an arts program in Madison for like four and five-year-olds. And yeah, awesome. it's, it's fun. That's really cool. So it, I mean, it kind of gives me a little bit of an edge and a leg up in some ways on, you know, dancing tango because I already have a, a facility with music. So yeah. it's not like this suddenly this new music form that, so when you're dancing with somebody who's, let's say, not so musical, mm-hmm. are you able to, some because of your musical knowledge and your innate sense of rhythm and melody, can you can you sort of like figure out even though they're maybe totally off base, can you kind of make it feel musical for yourself? Yes. They'll be like, oh wow, he's so off the beat. It's so <laughs> musical. Like it's amazing. Yeah, but it, it, for me. It is a really tough call uh-huh. uh, because innately I just, I really, I want to move in the music. So if mm. someone is wildly out there, I, I, I really have to make myself make choices. You know, do I, do I go with the music, even if it means sort of, I don't know, countermanding the lead or do I follow what's being led? Um, I find that I try to, as much as possible, go with what somebody's leading, and I don't know how to explain it. There, there are ways to sort of gently encourage someone's body yeah. to to find to yeah, find yeah, yeah. the the flow and the beat of the music yeah. if they're struggling with that. Yeah. So, yeah. I see that. <laughs> you know, one of the things I wanted to tell you. And this was something that came into my mind. I was listening to one of your podcasts. I don't remember which one it was, but um, you were talking about uh, the enjoyment of maybe just having a, a, one tanda that was really satisfying. You know that that the idea that you can dance and socialize, and there's a whole there's a whole environment, there's a whole mm-hmm. culture at the Milonga, right? right. That it's not just this product where you're like dance, 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 right, right. and it reminded me, and it was something that I wanted to tell you about. And I get to tell you about it here now, wonderfully. Um, I, a number of years ago, I coined this expression for myself called one perfect step, mm-hmm. which for me is literally just one perfect step. I can be dancing with somebody, and sometimes we take a one step. I don't know if it's a side step or whatever it is, but it, it it's so perfectly encapsulates the music mm. you know how we land on the floor the speed of it the the cushiness of it the sharpness of it whatever it is that it 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 is such a full expression of what's happening in the music that it doesn't feel like a separate thing it feels yeah. like did the music cause the step did the step cause the music mm-hmm. 
And when those happen, there are times when I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I could just like literally walk off the yeah. floor after that one, one perfect step. I, like that. I don't know. I don't know if you have ever have That's that experience. That's a cool title for but... something. Oh, I've, I think I think anybody who's anybody who's even scratched the surface with tango, um, who get and kind of like wants to go deeper, mm -hmm. has felt that because I feel like this is something that will con, con, for it's kind of it's it's very exciting to me because it's always going to take us further somewhere mm -hmm. every night we go dance. Yeah. Or every time we listen to something uh, on our headphones, if we're just listening to Sarley, like it's never to me. This is never going to get old. Right. Like it's always going to go deeper, and um, even if you're a beginner, you you can feel it right away. You can kind of. I think some I got, some people I think are like overwhelmed. They're like, I'm not going to be able to. Do this. this is going to take over my whole life. I right. got other shit to <laughs> right. do. And then other people are like, Yeah. This is going to take over my whole life. That's cool, you know. And then, and then it few does. Week, if, if a year later, they're out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean just swimming yeah. across. It's <laughs> like, where's where's, where's, where's where's the other side? Yeah. When do yeah. I get there? I'm and drowning. it never ends. Hey. hey. And um, it's okay. And um, my favorite sensation is one perfect step. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I sometimes... Uh, for fun like when I teach a musicality class I'll we, I did this recently it's kind of an experiment most of the class I actually didn't have people moving at all mm -hmm. like the musicality was about the internal musicality like mm -hmm. how can you do nothing with the music but feel really musical yes because Christopher Nisopoulos from San Francisco once led me and his style is super like tortoise he's so he doesn't move a lot he's very mm -hmm. slow but then like he'll hit one thing yeah. After like building it up for the whole song, he'll just boom. He'll drop your foot right there on that beat. Uh -huh. After you've been waiting for two and a half fucking minutes, like <laughs> you know, and then no. bah, and it's just that sense that that is that to me is the essence of tango. It, to me, it, it's I love talking about musicality, and as a musician, working with students on musicality, and it's something I think about a lot in terms of what is it, but also how to help people discover it for themselves, in, in themselves, mm -hmm. right? And right now, the thing that I'm really enjoying is playing with the compression and release that's in music. I mean, all music is patterns, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's always there in the structure of the songs, you know, A section, B section, you've got your phrases, you've got question and answer stuff going on in the phrases. But within all of that, there's compression and there's release. And so when I dance with people who are compressing something and then finally they release it, it, it has this flow that to me is much more interesting in terms of a narrative hmm. than something that's just about the beat, right? Yeah. Dunk, 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 dunk. I mean, obviously you have to be on the beat in order to be able to play around the beat, right? You have to right. be able to kind of find it if you want to subdivide it or go away from it or delay yourself in relation to it. But the, the flow of music I think it's something that's not necessarily about the beat. I mean, no, music yeah. to me, music uses time to transcend time, and it plays with huh. that in a way that I think is a perfect match for sort of the, I don't know, the ethos of tango in terms of, you know, timelessness. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? You right, know, like we're in this moment together, and we... You know, we've both had loss, and there's hope for the future. We don't know what's going to happen, but right now, 
word dancing on that mm-hmm. or that. So, yeah. I think the beat is over. Uh, it's given a lot more credit than it needs. Like, uh, I, I personally, yeah. like as a teacher, I, I try to, I, I might talk about the beat in terms of there's eight beats in a phrase kind of a thing. If mm-hmm. I want to like get in that sort of rabbit hole with the musicality of the right. class. But, but what I'm, what tango has that the beat, you know facilitates this rhythm rhythm and the rhythm acts the rhythmic accents that uh, create the what did you say uh the compression and the release yeah i mean that's i want to teach a class just called that right now like that's (laughs) i'm gonna steal that that's (laughs) okay that's a great concept because we had some friends teaching in new york a while ago and they're very abstract teachers they're they do a lot of like body awareness and body stuff Mm -hmm. and so at one point in the um Basically, the way the guy was, Mario, his name was, he was explaining, he's like, in tango, you're either traveling or you're um, partying. So what he did was he would, like, walk with his partner, and then they would, like, dance in space, like, party, mm-hmm. put their hands up in the mm-hmm. air, and go, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was kind of, like, to show you that, like, in tango, you're either, you know, traveling or turning, mm-hmm. kind of. But you have a, you're, you're waiting, and then you're attacking. And then you're waiting, and then you're attacking. Mm-hmm. It's not just go, 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 right. go, yeah, go, I, go. I think that's what I mean no when I'm talking release about there. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I get what you mean. And I just love the visualization they, they used in the class because they yeah. just had people without a partner. Like, they would say, walk somewhere and fucking dance uh, yeah, around. Yeah, But now find where you hear it in the music. Exactly. And, that and that's very interesting. And that's, that's, I think, the challenge for some people because in some music it's extremely obvious. Right. And in some music, it's not. And then for some people, what feels like compression feels like release to other people because sure. there are so many layers. You know, at any time in a tango song, there's between three to five things that you could be picking to to explore, oh, sure. right? So, so that's what makes it, to me as a follower, interesting to dance with various leaders because certain leaders are hearing the music one way. I could dance to the same song with five different leaders, and they're all going to be focusing on something different in the music even if you were to say compression and release or mm-hmm. you know or you know walk and party whatever right. they're going to have different ways of of envisioning that in the music and yeah. that's what makes it fun that's yeah. how you end up swimming to yeah, yeah, yeah. the other side of the earth uh-huh. <laughs> in the ocean yeah we've been experimenting with something in class for musicality that's um we just call it hug and sway because um, we're trying to help people work on finding that kind of musicality in just the dynamic of the embrace Mm -hmm. so we teach a a whole hour-long close embrace class it's just about close embrace maybe adjusting certain technical things for a closer embrace or a smaller space but also finding how you can stand completely still right and just dance with the other person by being present Mm -hmm. and hearing the music and maybe breathing together or or playing with compressing your embrace or releasing it or or shifting your weight or just little things that happen in your body because you can't always move across the floor right sometimes the dance is is what's happening in this dynamic between you and your partner as opposed to just moving through space well that's what i believe the dance is yes you're just moving to get out of the fucking way <laughs> really i mean wh- i mean I, I don't get me wrong like to me the one of the greatest sensations in life <laughs> is walking in close embrace like yeah. long strides it just yeah. feels it feels so free and yet and so connected it's just amazing that balance because there's mm-hmm. somebody right on you and you take these long strides mm. but um i i 
I've made a point with Ch Chico and I, not really intentionally, but we like I don't remember the last time we taught a class that had any steps at all in it. Yeah. That's just like the last thing we talk about. We just talk about <clears throat> like what you're saying, like creating better communication, better connection, uh, pulling things into like interpreting the music between one another. Mm -hmm. uh, I mentioned this at dinner on Thursday or the drink on Thursday. Oh, uh -huh. Our next class, not to like plug myself, but nobody listens to this fucking thing anyway. <laughs> um, like our next class is really about how to give the, the follower mm -hmm. more like artistic license to provoke the musicality, which you spoke about just earlier too. Yeah. Like when you're dancing with somebody who may not be musical mm -hmm. to kind of pull that, pull that out of the yeah. person a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Right. Eat along. I don't know. Here's an idea if you want it. Um, in that close embrace class, something else that we're playing with that's uh, also paying some dividends is this idea of choose wisely. So let's say, you know, you're a teenager and you're sent to the mall by your mom and she gives you 20 bucks and is leaving you there for two hours. Do you spend your whole 20 bucks in the first five minutes? Mm -hmm. Do you, what do you spend it on? Right. You know, do you parse it out along the way? And so we've been encouraging our students to play with this idea that you don't have to step all the time, right? right? We're back to the beat. You don't have to step on every single beat. Just because it's there doesn't mean you have right. to step on it. That you can wait and you can create that compression and you can accumulate something and then spend a little. And then yeah. wait a little and then spend a little. So, you know, or we'll deliberately, in terms of steps, we'll deliberately give them a palette and we'll say, okay, so, you know, spend wisely. Here's your song and you've got walking and, you know, the cruzada. That's it. That's, that's what, what makes something out of that. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. No, it's Open great. the cabinet. Like, Here's you what you got. A, what can you make for I dinner? I feel like, <laughs> and, I mean, there's like Keith Jarrett had the Cologne concert where like half the piano was broken and it's considered right. one of his best concerts ever. <laughs> exactly. And like within our limitations we can grow so much absolutely you know? and uh one of my first teachers horacio who's going to be in this area soon you know uh, he he's such a brutal teacher because he's so fucking he's not going to lie to you, you know? right yeah and when what what he'll, you know back in the day like what he'll do is if you do a private with him he'll say okay warm up with your partner and like one time like chico and i like in the early days like we started dancing and immediately just stopped us and he's like don't ever do anything unless it's deliberate like what are you doing right now i'm like i don't know i'm just dancing he's like don't do that don't dance <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, this is tango. dance stop dancing <laughs> this is tango <laughs> make some tango yeah but it, it's like why are you doing like you need to have a reason for everything you do and, yeah. and, and, and it can sound it can sound heavy in a way but this is heavy this is tango like this mm. is not do 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 you know like right. toots and whistles and shit this is like yeah this you can see the difference I, I, I have a, a couple of teachers. I, I, something you may or may not know about me is that I uh, have spent the last five years studying and performing um, a form of physical theater called corporeal mime. And my teachers, uh, Stephen Wasson and Corinne Soum, have the uh, Théâtre de l'Anchefou, which uh, they used to teach in Paris and then London, and now they're in the United States. And actually, uh, Alberto and Michaela came out and took a class with them, I don't know, this last when they were just last in Madison this last spring. And um, they are in their 60s, maybe early 70s. And similarly, it's all about, there's a technique to it. It's all about using the body to create art. And they are frequently talking about how 
it's not interesting to be stable. Mm. Uh, that what DeCrew was always searching for was that you needed to be kind of on the edge of, of disaster. It's yeah. much more interesting, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, from, a, from a narrative point of view, if someone is improvising physically and they get themselves into a position where we're like, are they going to fall over? Mm. No, no, they didn't fall over. But they went into something that was new or, or that, that precarious position opened up a doorway for something mm-hmm. else that's different. And I imagine sort of like Horacio, they, they are people who have these, you know, this eye that's developed such that they see in your body, do you know what I mean? Like they're watching you move mm-hmm. and, and they see more than, than just what's, what's going on, right? right so right, like, right. what are you doing right now? Right, are you even, are, you know, you were, you were just sort of, you know, you know, you were just out there with the money I'll be right. Ah, I'll be right there. Sorry, no, I can. I that's can edit cool. That part. All right, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was distracted, so I wanted to stay yeah. focused on our conversation. So I did. I did oh, that's cool. That. I'll edit all this out. It's all right. Okay. But um, back yeah. to uh, embodiment. <laughs> action, cause. Action. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, yes. My, f- as a performer, mm-hmm. but I don't really. I should consider myself a performer because that's what I fucking do sometimes. But I still, hmm. whatever. Um. I, what I love about watching performers in, in, in improvisational settings, especially, mm-hmm. is when it looks like they're gonna fall. Like yeah. when you see that they're about, uh, like it's not safe. You know, a mm-hmm. safe performance in tango and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, eh, you know, okay. Or when you see a painting or anything, and you look at it, and you're like, There's something about that that's a little dangerous, and you, you mm-hmm. can tell, like that art, that person, they were like, I'm fucking going. Yeah, here. it's the wabi sabi of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wabi-sabi? Wabi-sabi is this, uh, uh, um, I can't remember if it's uh, Chinese or Japanese art, but um, the idea that there is deliberately, artists will deliberately sometimes put in something in the art that's a little, mm. a little off okay. so that it's not perfect. Mm. There's, there's, a, there's a, a minute flaw or disfigurement to it that keeps it human. Yeah, it keeps, keeps it relatable. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if things are too perfect, nobody appreciates how hard they are. Right. It's true. It's <laughs> it's fucking true. Like I don't know. I've had conversations with people about this over the years. Like when you watch a performance, like a tango. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. generally these conversations are related to tango because it's what we do. But when you watch a performance, and sometimes you're just like, it's amazing, but you're just like, eh, eh yeah. because they did mm-hmm. it too well. Yeah. <laughs> but if you see like a, a sickled ankle or or a little, uh, and you're like, oh, whoa. Mm. Not because of the sickle thing. There's something about it that makes right. it more identifiable. Like you feel like more connected, relatable to it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I like that. I was just talking to Tito about this like literally half an hour ago. A friend of mine posted something. It was a quote uh, from Baryshnikov, apparently attributed to him, in which he talks about how, yeah, it's great, you know, technique and making beautiful things. He said, but at the end of the day, this is very loosely paraphrased, mm-hmm. That's not interesting. Yeah. What's interesting is the mistakes. That's where the interest lies. That's where, that's where the exploration is. That's mm-hmm. where the curiosity takes you somewhere. So I actually love it when I, I see performances where performers both, there's maybe something weird that happens um, and they, they don't let it define them. 
they leave it, you know, it, it goes, it's well, like, you know, you drop a stick off a bridge into a creek and it's gone, you right? You learn a lot about yourself and about oh, yeah. other people when you see how they recover. Yeah, And totally. how you recover, you know? Uh-huh. Like, how adaptable are we? How do we go with the, f- the stream, mm-hmm. that stick in the stream? Yeah. Like how do we go? Or how do we hold back? Ah, you know, we got to do it again. It's wrong. It's wrong. And I, I, I don't feel it's beneficial to people's well-being if you look at the world in terms of right and wrong. Yeah. It's better to look in terms of like, how do we make the most of this or that? Well, it's also, I think, a process versus product kind of mentality as well. Mm-hmm. And while when we perform or when any artist, when any artist or creative person is creating something, it is a kind of a product. But in a way, if, if one becomes so hyper-focused on a product, it, 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 it it loses its humanity in a way. And I think it's back to that, you know, that little mistake or that little glitch or something connects us to the humanity and creates a process in which now we're making something. And the product, yeah. it, the product isn't the thing that we make, it's that we are making. It's the moment. Together, yeah, yeah. 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 And that yeah. is why we should wrap it up because okay. I kept, you're too interesting. <laughs> we could go on for an hour. This is already half an hour. Oh, geez. Um, I know we're killing our own milonga time. We're, we're, we could be dancing right now, but um, the just to the one last thing we were we were mentioned before about how you know instead of thinking about steps in the beat, mm-hmm. thinking about this kind of moment, the the product is the moment we're creating and not the the thing we're chasing. Right. Right. Because you're moving in a circle. <laughs> right. We're just going around in a circle like there's no finish line. There's nowhere to go here. <laughs> right. We're just, just going in a circle. Yeah, it's true. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> All right. Catherine, Catherine Young from Wis- Madison, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being here with uh, me oh, and my us, pleasure. our audience. And um, I hope you enjoy the rest of the weekend. I think I'm I will. really happy you came to Cleveland. All right. Sat down with us. Thank you. Thank you. So that was uh, me and Catherine Young sitting down and chatting for all of you lovely people. I hadn't really spoken to her at great length prior to that interaction, uh, and I enjoyed it very much. I'm excited to go back to the Midwest and maybe check out Minnesota again. I was there a while ago in the Twin Cities, but not to Madison. Um, So... Thank you for listening. I will have uh, Rod Relucio from Chicago on the show next week. Following that, we have Pooja Kumar, who's in Austin. And then lastly, Craig Harrington, who's based in Cleveland, Ohio. And then in the following week, I'll have my episode with Natalie, which I recorded here in New York uh, just last week. So there's plenty to come. Stay tuned. I hope you enjoy the show. If you like it, please subscribe. Uh, If you have any ideas, suggestions, Uh, feedback, anything like that, send me a message. Until then, take care.